Hi, and welcome. It's um, it's about 2.59. Welcome to the podcast today. It's Eric Chase and the fam. We should be getting a phone call shortly from our good friend, Janet Amid. Yay. Love Janet. Yeah, it's been on and off with Janet lately. Uh, just uh, schedules haven't connected. Um, I have some somber things to get to later in the podcast today. Um, we'll talk about that. You have some things that... Uh, <clears throat> that you want to share um before we by the way alex is here today hi hey before uh before janet calls us up you uh want to give me a thought and i know sports isn't your thing but i figured you'd have some kind of take on the cleveland indians <laughs> on the thing. indians yeah yeah so um i do love sports like national sports aren't my thing but cleveland sports are if that makes any sense so i'll watch games and and not know a ton about who they're playing or everybody that's playing, but I watch it because it's a Cleveland sport. Um, I It's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. And I just saw in my um, Facebook history, you know how they show you your memories. I had posted something about this a couple, like two years ago when they got rid of Chief Oahu or whenever that was. And I'm like, it's bittersweet. Like, I feel like Cleveland sports fans were very loyal because our teams have been so shitty for so long that we're very like, we take ownership of our teams. We love them. It's our, it's our stuff. And so don't mess with our stuff, if that makes any sense. But I agree. I agree that the team name should change because it's inappropriate. I'm really glad to see it. Um, I was bummed to see Chief Wahoo go years ago. I that, remember that was super racist, though. It was oh, absolutely, it was, and I was bummed because I have memories attached to it. But I agree that it needed to be done, and I think it's a really good example of like you can still grow into like doing the right thing. Like just because you know what I mean. Like today, when people are learning what's racist and what's not racist, it's okay to say, "Hey, I was part of some racist stuff." that I need to address. Like, thank you for the correction. I will now learn this going forward. But I certainly used to scribble Chief Oahu in school when I was bored. With red ink. <laughs> no, uh, we'll, never red ink. We'll come back to that. <laughs> Hi, dear. Hi. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. Alex is here. Can everybody hear everybody? I know. I heard her beautiful voice. How are oh, you? thank you. I'm good. How are you? Good. I experienced a lot of racism when I was in um, grade school and high school, being an Arab. Did, we, oh, my I got, gosh. Oh, it was terrible. I got called so many names, and the kids, you know, the, the, the really cute little, you know, little girls that, you know, would never invite me to their parties and stuff like that because I was an Arab. And, mm-hmm. Hey, we don't get, I mean, you can say that, but I can't say that. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I think when you say it like how you said it, it's very derisive and derogatory and borderline slurry. Um, yeah, yeah. We, when we're talking about like the Cleveland Indians and stuff, um, I guess a name that has come come under some fire recently that you maybe you can speak on is um, Gypsies is a pretty bad one, right? Now say it again. Gypsies. Gypsies. Gypsies, like yeah, you're like a, a gypsy. gypsy, like you live out of. Like you're, you're, you're. Oh out. yeah. So, so what do you mean? That's like people, like when people say that, or I, I think that that can have a pretty negative, awful connotation to it that uh, we're moving away from. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those that doesn't get used a lot to draw attention to. 
you know, people just need to be kind to each other yes. and not look yeah. at color, not look at race, not look at anything. Just look at the person and be kind to each other. We're in such a tumultuous time in our lives that we just need to be kind and we need to all get along because the world is so every man against man and woman against I mean it's just it's crazy and I just want peace and tranquility and for all of us to get along and Me that too. even includes how people are with animals and things like that I'm not kidding Mooney. nature Mooney, my baby Mooney poo Hey, so I know we talked about this and we've been on and off for a couple of weeks but th- I was concerned Um, And people don't bat an eyelash over anything in 2020 anymore. But Jupiter and Saturn were a degree apart. (laughs) Does this mean that they were going to collide and there was going to be a black hole? No, it just means that it's the first time since, I believe, March 12th. Uh, 1226 that the planets are going to be so closely tied together it's not a bad transit nothing's ever really bad it just means that there's a lot coming up in this next year it begins December 21st I think 2020 but Saturn goes into Aquarius um, December 18 three days from now and and Jupiter goes into Aquarius uh, December 20, I believe. So it's going to be, they're going to be so close in proximity and in actual degrees, but it's going to be, it, I think it's going to be the beginning of a whole new phase of our lives. I like to look at this as a good cycle. I look at right. this as good. I like to see the positive and everything. So I feel it's going to be, uh, it's going to be our rare current. And what's interesting about that is, there, this happens every 20 years that mm. this transit kind of gets close, but this close alignment goes back to March of 1226. So between December 16, which is tomorrow, and December 25, the two planets will be separated by less than a full moon. And on December 21st, 2020, they will almost appear to be like a double planet. The two planets will not be this close again till March 15, 2080. This is going to be a major event for all of us. So those mainly affected are going to be born under Aquarius, Leo, Taurus, and Scorpio. But again, you have to remember, based on times of birth is where this influence will occur. And it's not going to happen again for another 60 years or so, because the last occurrence was, well, it was 20 years ago that we had that close proximity, but this close connection has not been since March uh, 1226. There's Isn't all... that great for info? I'm just a plethora of information this, here today. This is why you're here. Um, th- there's also, isn't there a solar eclipse that we can't see it? It's in the Southern Hemisphere right now? There's a, yeah, we have, well, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. I mean, there's no question about that. I mean, solar eclipse and uh, we have so many, with the sun, moon in opposition to each other. And that's what's coming up. And so the inter- and Venus, the planet of love, and all that good stuff, that's going to be, that's going to be hitting us too. And that's uh, hitting, it's coming up into um, Sagittarius. So Venus is love, romance, and the solar eclipse uh, is going to be hitting, like you're talking about the full moon eclipse and the solar eclipse, but we have the new moon in Sagittarius on December 14, which is, you know, yesterday coming into today. Then we have the full moon December 30th in the sign of Cancer. And so we have, there's a lot coming up in this next year. It's going to be strong. And then Mercury, the planet of uh, chat, is um, going to be in the sign of Sagittarius December 20th. Yep, yep, and triple yep. A lot of stuff going and, on. And you said, not to take the spotlight from anybody else here, and we'll do a couple readings in a second, but you said, I'm going to have a good professional year. 
Ooh. You're going to have a much stronger year, yeah, because remember when this occurred in December 2017, I said, don't be surprised if you have some changes at work. And I said that to you. So here we go. That's going away. So we're going to be really a lot better coming up. Good. Um, Before we get to the readings, uh, Alex has decided that it is okay to talk about her dude not giving her an engagement (laughs) ring yet. Maybe you can shed some light on this because this is a wonderful story. This is a great topic. So what's the deal, honey? Janet, when am I going to get married? No, when are you going to get engaged? That yes, specifically, more well, specifically, I have proposal anxiety, and I'm like, wait, where did this come from? What is this? Go away! Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it, it, it's going to happen. You know what? The best way, I, the best thing I can tell you to be more to be accurate, mm-hmm. you need to come into my office, and I'll tell you why I yeah. say that because I can look at things um, and give you more of an answer. Once I have that information in front of me, you know what I'm saying? I can yes, give yes. you more of an answer because it, it's kind of hard just to say, you know, I'd have to look at his birth date, his time of birth, all that fun stuff. And I could do that, you know, if, if you just come in, yes, I can yes. do that. And I'd like to be able to give you some answers with it because I can help you with that. Definitely. You- I do miracles. All you really have to do is look at his debit card and see all the things he's buying that aren't engagement rings. And oh, you, can, you stop. You can probably you like, estimate. You know, in front of me, I would spank you. I would love to be spanked by you. Oh, my God. He is so weird. Uh, we have a, a couple of readings. You can ditch Danny if you want. These are from last week. He just wanted a general birthday reading because it was his birthday. But you, I'm not giving a, I'm not giving a general reading to anybody. He right. wants to come in. He comes and sees me. Blank, but Thank you, Danny. No, I, I, I don't want to be mean to him. It's Christmas. I will be. No, he's good. But I would say um, when we look at his, you're, he's asking about his birth chart. Is it now? Which who is this now? We'll kick Danny, so we can do Shelly. Shelly is eight twenty six seventy seven. She wants to die in the new year, but they never work. Is she starting <laughs> at the wrong time? Well, she is starting at the wrong time. Do you know that when you begin a diet, it should be really the most favorable time astrologically? And she has not been in a good cycle. Now, beginning, you don't want to do it right before Christmas. I mean, that's like, you know, the kiss of death. So I would definitely say that um, January 4th or 5th of 2021, Shelly, if you're out there, I would definitely um, think about, you know, starting it around that time. That's a good time for people in general to begin. Don't do it on, don't say I'm going to do it on the first of the year and all this other stuff because that doesn't work. Um, I would do the third, uh, the third or the fourth, but uh, even the fifth. But that's what I would do because those are the best dates to to get that going. You know, as far as that goes. So I, I'm really excited about that because I think um, you have um, some good aspects, and I feel like it's going to be uh, you, astrologically you have a good chart. And so when I say that, I mean, you have a lot of, um, you know, your, your perseverance, your Virgo, but you have that weird Aquarius moon, which gives you two sides of your personality, which definitely shows up. So I would say definitely this upcoming year is going to be a good year for you to get this going. All right. So uh, we'll see. Elizabeth, 423.85, on again. I've got her. She's been in a tough cycle for three years with this relationship. This guy's a free spirit. He doesn't want to be married. He wants to be independent, do his own thing. He's kind of a restless spirit. Mm. I don't know exactly how he falls in her chart because she didn't give me his first name, because I do pick up on first names, okay. and nor do I 
have his time of birth nor hers, so it's hard to see how they relate to each other. And I would say, you know, if it, to be honest with you, you know, should you know she wants to, she's on again, off again. That's because he wants his space a lot. This guy does not like to be boxed in by anybody. He has a lot of sag. I mean, that's like. He's a great guy. He's fun to be with. And she's a, she's a person of habit where he's spontaneous. She kind of likes routine. And so they're like two different people rolled into one little person. And, he's, and there's issues about money together, intimacy, stuff like that. So they have some differences here. Again, Elizabeth, if you're out there, make sure that you, you know, give me a call at the office and we can take a look at this. And also, but there is, there's a lot of love and a lot of attraction and affection here, either way you look at it. And I want to say this about our little friend Danny. He's born under the sign of Stag. He's an independent person. He needs to work on his delivery with mm. his partners because he does not express himself well. And he has some stomach issues, so pay attention to that, honey. And you just came out of your Saturn return. You will come out of it December 18, which happens to people between 27 to 30 years of age. So a lot of growing has been going on with you, career, work, job, and everything else. So um, great chart, but really sort of unpredictable. Makes a great friend, but when it comes to partnership, he has to work on that. Okay. Uh, What do you got going on for the rest of the week, and how can people come talk to you? My office number is 419-882-5510, 419-882-5510, or email me at janetamid at AOL.com. But we're definitely giving out gift certificates yeah, and yeah. a lot of stuff going on with that. So it's a great gift to give somebody. Trust me on that. A reading is what you mean. A reading for Janet would make a great gift. Yeah. Awesome. All right, I'll talk to you later this week, okay? Yeah, and you give me a call, okay, honey? Because I want to talk will. with you. I will. Hey, I mom. still need to, I, I still need to bring my mama. <laughs> That's okay. We'll do it. We'll do like a double duty thing, I promise. I'll make it work for you, okay? I'm okay. All, I'm all about for duties and threesomes and trains and all that oh, trying to stop. Yeah. stop it. All right. Bye. Bye. Sweetie. Bye. Bye. Love my Janet. She's fun. Um, let's uh before we have us I don't think we'll go super long today, but we can wrap up the the Indians discussion. I'll throw some thoughts out. Um I I on the on the slur scale, the N word is at the top, like that's a ten, and then uh, Redskin was like seven or eight. Like those were Native Americans, and to have a slur, they called them that. And then you got like Indians, Braves, Chiefs, Blackhawks, um, which I, again, it's not. I said this yesterday, and I've always thought this. The, the unaggrieved parties don't get to tell the aggrieved parties whether or not they should be insulted. Agreed. Agreed. I like, and that's where I was with it originally in the argument. And I always admit that there's just more for me to learn. I'm like, isn't it kind of, I mean, besides like red skin, you know, isn't it kind of a compliment that there's a team named after you because it's meant to be like a. Rever- it's reverential. It's, it is historical. It's, I, I, not to say it's honorable, but it's like they are picking their team name, a team to win and fight. I know <laughs> Pete, Pete wants in on the discussion, a team to win and fight. And you, you know what I mean? They want to pick that and they want to name that after you. But but it's like, but if it is offending those folks, then no, like, let's let's talk about it and change it. And, and I to their credit or discredit or to the discredit of the media, like. There would be microphones in front of these people who were offended, but this never became like 
It never became massive trends on Twitter where it took over pop culture and discussion. Like, it was in the discourse, but it was never so fervent um, up until this year where we re-examined everything. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So there's the, the Blackhawks, the Braves, and, and the Indians and Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the difference, and if I'm wrong, you can correct me. And we talked a little bit about this yesterday on the podcast when I was solo. Um, I don't know if they're... They're not, they're not slurs, but they're not as honorable as, say, so Florida State is the Seminoles. What's that? The, the Seminoles is a tribe of Native Americans. So, oh. in, like, that is, like, you are named after the tribe. Yeah. So, and I might be mistaken here. I'm sorry. So, Illinois University, they're the fighting Illini. I believe the Illini is a tribe. Brave Chiefs, Blackhawks are more <laughs> slang so it's not as honorable i hate i kind of hate it that like oh i'm gonna be this person i kind of hate it that we are on like native american land like we everything came from being taken from them and we're freaking naming our like teams and stuff after them while they not suffer but like have terrible con- not as equal conditions as the rest of us on the on their reservations and i, I know it, it, and and there's far more slaughter that took place than than, sure. than, than we learn through k through 12 sure. um yeah but i i want to i'm interested in the discussion in in these after the indians because i look i look at the dollar value of for, with the redskin mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. um their owner was overly prideful and indignant and he was rich enough to just say no and and stomp his feet like anybody else like if i were an owner i'd be like yeah i'm changing it like let's do a fan contest and get the web clicks and sell the jerseys and the hats and the logo new logos every year the other thing that happened at the indians games which i don't know where that falls on the scale of like needing to change it or if it's even still happening is there was a gentleman that would come to every game and he would be under the scoreboard and he would have a big drum, like the drums that you have to sit in front of and you have those big old like drumsticks with the, like the really big ones. And he would just beat the drum um, to a rhythm when the teams were like, when when somebody was at bat. And so, and it happened at, it was at every like you just knew you knew you knew who the person like he almost became it. like a yeah like he was like a hometown hero i don't know if he's still alive or not i feel like he might have passed and it made the news because it was just that traditional to indians games i think um, if at, at, with the indians name if that were like i think that's okay mm-hmm. I, I, but i'm not sure yeah i'm not sure i, I just i i reserve my opinion like i didn't I considered it something different um and that I'm like it could be a compliment but I don't I'm not I'm not of that culture like I don't have the education and the understanding and I can do my education and understanding but I'll never actually know how it feels and we'll never know how it feels because we are not in those shoes and never will be and remember like we gave Native Americans, like the name Indians. Uh, yes. The, the Indians are like West Indies and uh, like India. Um, right. It's not like, you know, the, the, the white Europeans showed up and were like, hello, we are from we are from Florence and Rome. And they're like, hello, we are the Indians. No, that, mm-hmm. that didn't happen. So, 
Yeah. Um, same with same with um, the Latino population. The the term Hispanic came from a, a U.S. census from decades ago. Like they don't like to be referred to as Hispanics. That doesn't have anything to do with like Hispaniola or anything. I don't Probably think not. So. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. And, and you know what? To be quite honest, I, I get tongue tied and I, I don't think I have to worry about that here so much because we don't have a very large, and I'm going to be qualifying my words, we don't have a large Spanish population as compared to other places that I've lived because right. you've got Latin and Puerto Rico and Mexican mm-hmm. and Dominican. Uh, it's all over. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. So I'm going to give you a funny story. Ooh, let me have and it. And I went lots of different directions with this. So this is a person that we know. I told them that I would change their name um, so that they are not embarrassed. But they, they, they didn't say no that I, that I couldn't say this. Um, <laughs> Do I know them too? Yes. I okay. don't have uh, like a smart device at home. I mean, look, Bethany had to smack me over the head to get the, uh, the speaker system, the whatever did I get, the sound bar, which has been great, especially mm-hmm. since I don't, I don't have neighbors. I crank up that thing and it's very yeah, I love enjoyable. my sound bar. Uh, I just don't need to say Alexa turn on my lights or anything like that. I, I'm not into voice commands. I, I just, Same. I just, I just don't need it right now. Um, so I don't have all my stuff connected like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend does. I guess she has a, an Alexa device which is connected to Amazon. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to read this. Word for word, okay? <laughs> My mom just called me to tell me, Alexa, let her know a certain new toy I bought got delivered to my house. <laughs> oh, no. It gets better. Um, <laughs> so, okay, like... I mean, this person is like in their late twenties, sure. roughly. I'm like, if you talk about that stuff with your with your mom, fine. Like, I know plenty of women who will do like sex toy parties with their mom, and they're completely open. Were you ever like that with your parents? I am now. Um, Thomas was. I am not like. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't be afraid to tell her, but I don't necessarily like. She doesn't know our collection. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. I until like the last five years, I never discussed anything with my parents at all. Uh, um, I see. And usually, it might have been like health related, not necessarily sex related like i like i t- i've told you the story before when my dad told me about his thing and i almost drove into the oncoming traffic on burn it, it's just never been a topic so I've, I've never been like that it's probably to my detriment and it's affected my life in a variety of ways so i'm like okay well you know whatever maybe this girl uh maybe this girl has that kind of that relationship so i did say I don't know if I'm embarrassed or I should be embarrassed for you because your mom found out. Mm -hmm. She said you should be embarrassed for me. She said, I called my person so fast and was like, tell me the notifications on the Echo and uh, there aren't any. And yeah, she left a, her mom left a voicemail about a strange Amazon delivery. Um, The other part of it was, um, so this person, I, so far as I can tell, is like newly married or engaged or something like that. And I was like, and, you're, and so he knew about it. I'm like, 
Is he offended? Like you guys should you guys should, should not need this stuff at this oh. point in the relationship. I no know, way. I know. I know. <laughs> and then she and then which, which weaves this back to her mom. She tells me it was for both of us. <laughs> it's not necessarily well, and that could mean multiple things. Like it it may not mean like it's for me to receive and him to receive. I mean, I have learned that there's some people in relationships that love to like bring that in if that makes any sense like so it I don't I don't know how to explain it like it's almost like as as you as a man like there's only so much you can do does that make sense I I understand where you're going but you could you could bring something else that could do a whole lot more at the same time right I get it um apparently the name of this object made it really obvious so this was all (laughs) All kinds of discomforting, but I was. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah, so that that was a good story. Um, where's the other stuff? Oh, so now now the somber stuff. I spoke to my friend Ashley last night. Um, I think yesterday was the first time we had spoken. Oh, by the way, to go backwards, uh, I wonder if what that person got was like that picture that I showed you guys last week. <laughs> it oh, it could have been. Ooh, mm, Jesus, Big those long, don't look. Doesn't look fun. Big long double dildo, and I just left you guys in that conversation. I don't like those. You did. You absolutely did. I was. I like. I looked. Went in and looked at. It. I was like, "Is that dirt?" Or because it looks like you got it from. It looks like it was Whoa. on the side of a dumpster. Whoa! Not mine. It, <laughs> no, not yours. Right. It looks like it. You saw it. I meant like it looked. If you snapped the pick. It looked like it was like on the side of a dumpster in the bucket. A, you know what I mean? A girl I was exchanging some text messages with. She works in some weird medical field, and she said she took her her and her people took that out of some dude's ass. Oh my god! Really? I'm not going <gasps> to criticize or question what you like and why you like it. They have a wide. They have a loose butt. Right. 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 Um, but I can. Sh- I do have one small funny story that will only take a second. Somebody okay. was. Somebody I know was moving, um, and they had movers. And so they um, were working with the movers to move, like, their dresser. And, like, I taped down all my furniture because when you're moving things, like, stuff could pop open. Apparently, they did tape down their furniture, but not, like, not strong. So their dresser drawer popped open, and all of their toys popped out while the movers were moving it. (laughs) And everyone saw it. You know, I don't have anything like that. I don't have anything sexual out of the ordinary. That if that happened, people, I, I would be, I would be aghast. I mean, but when I'm moving, if the movers were like, "What are all these boxes?" and be like, "Transformers." <laughs> exactly. Like it's like it, it wasn't. Even, but they weren't in boxes. Like they were just out. You know, they were. It wasn't like it was in a case. There was just a couple that were in the drawer that just fell all over the place on the floor. And I'm like, did the movers pick them up? Right, 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 right. And put them back? Or imagine if you're like at a hotel or something and they didn't clean it thoroughly enough and you walk into the shower and there's something plunged onto the wall. So that has happened to me before, but not, it was in my, like maintenance, you know, maintenance will go in your apartment and they won't tell you if they have to go in for an emergency or something. Yeah. Like you don't have, you don't have time. Like I'm always like, no, you need to schedule an appointment. But if there's an emergency, I don't have a choice. And it was just an emergency. And 
there it was for the world to see. Totally fine. That's okay. I'm a fun person. I'm a go. fun person. Exactly. You know. <laughs> All right. So the sad stuff. Okay. Um. So I spoke to Ashley last night for the first time on the phone, and uh, I uh, I did ha- I did tear up a little bit. I was it was right before bed. I was sitting in bed with the boys, petting Aww. them, and I I teared up a little bit because her mom is just manic. Is she really? She won't sleep. Ashley told me she gave she gave her mom like she just keeps pumping her with Benadryl and she won't fall asleep. Yeah. Um, got some CBD gummies that Ashley was gonna take. Um, so her mom is a mess because she relied on her husband, uh-huh. Ashley's dad, for for so much. Uh-huh. And uh, she's like, she. I said, is she staying with you? And she said, yes, but she can't stay here forever because at some point she's got to go back to the house where this horrific thing happened. Right. Um, so it's it's. It's so messy, and I'm just passing along, you know, some details here as we do this on the, on the podcast, and it's just an awful story and a constant reminder of, you know, uh, 300,000 people. So let's let's not fuck around here. Um, he was cremated. Because oh, yeah. I, I was surprised by that, and I was like, well, that'll save you the, the, the headache of, you know, all the funeral stuff, and that, that can be a lot of details that you don't mm-hmm. want to deal with at the time. So he's cremated, and I asked why, and she said, because her mom wants him around at all times. Oh. Okay? Um, he also, he did not have any kind of clotting disorder, so he died of a blood clot. He didn't have any kind of clotting disorder, but uh, the COVID caused the blood clot, and that's yeah. that's what killed him. Uh, Ashley's friend is a is a, a nurse and said that there's there's a lot of these deaths have been just like that. No no prior illnesses, people in good health, and, and the COVID just causes a clot and dead. Yeah, that's I um I think we were experiencing this kind of at the same time. One of my li- best friends. Um, lost his grandmother but his grandmother is like his was like his mom like they had they would talk every day see each other multiple times a week I mean they were just that close I like they were so close that I was close with her so she passed away um I want to say two weeks ago or coming up on two weeks maybe and we were all just devastated just devastated. I mean, devastation isn't even the word. I think it was more like my dad and Thomas's mom were, they were sick. They were in nursing homes. They Mm -hmm. didn't even die from COVID, you know? Um, but for her, she was, she is older, but it, it was it like devastation isn't even the word. And, and my friend is just, I've never seen him like that before. And, um, you know, I, I tried to keep in contact as much as I could, but I didn't want to be, I don't want to overdo it because you know what I mean? That's, that would be for my own comfort, not for their comfort, if that right. makes any sense. And it's just, I, I don't, I'm still shocked. Like it's still kind of s- surreal. And I also can't imagine, especially for Ash, cause you refer to her as Ash, right? Yeah. Okay. So especially for Ash, I cannot imagine how she's feeling knowing so many people like this is still somehow up for debate for people. Like you just lost some like your dad to something that people are still fighting over. I don't know. I don't know if I meant, but she had it. She and her, her boyfriend had it a month or so ago, maybe, maybe about four or six weeks. Her parents didn't get it from her. She was far enough removed. So, and and she is a, a frontline worker. She works for Frito Lay. So mm-hmm. she's had to stock all these stores. She has not had a day off because of this. There's been mm-hmm. no shutdown, lockdown. So she's been in the in the teeth of it, um, and it's just awful. And I I use the word uh, 
it, it chilled my bones when, yeah. she, when she told me on Friday. I, I mean, I when I found out that my friend's, I always say his mom, when she passed, I cried for a while. Like, and then just that day, I think I talked to you that day too. Like, and I've been, I've had a rough time the last couple of weeks, but it just made it so much worse. And it, it does, it, it shocks you and it devastates you in a way that it's like you're, you're removed from these individuals, but somehow this is just so shocking and it's just so awful. It's so awful. I am concerned about my friend and I think she'll be okay. She is just a a stoic person that she's having to handle her mom so much that she's not going to have the proper time to grieve. But like, I was also surprised that uh, she like me has had lots of dogs and has had to put some of these dogs down because they have, they've broken down pretty quickly and Mm -hmm. she was a mess. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I got another boxer. (laughs) So she Mm -hmm. rebound. I mean, you can never rebound from losing a parent. But if there's anybody that can or can grieve for a very short period of time, it'll be her. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely it's rough. Um, I I feel for her. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Time time out. Water break. Okay. Anyway, so I wanted to talk about a serious thing. And I I guess we've been doing a lot of mental health things lately. But uh, what's that? I was reading an article that people are giving Jill Biden a hard time for referring to herself as a doctor. The doctor thing? Yeah, I Dickheads. saw... I, 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 <laughs> I got I to say that I, I I will pat myself on the back for this. Once we got away from the election and he lost, things have been, you know, peaceful and civil. Like, yes, you, pe- you called it too. You did say that. People went back into their caves and, and I knew it. Like, the media no longer... Like, the media, and I say that, like all over I mean that's such a, a, a universal word these days that encompasses so much like you're mm-hmm. an idiot posting stuff on social on Facebook you're the media but like things have quieted down and the media realized oh thank god we don't have to cover his every tweet anymore and we yeah. can just get back to business yeah yeah, like, yeah we can get back to nitpicking Joe Biden's cabinet picks like <laughs> that's I'm the- actually pretty happy with his cabinet picks that's the kind of stuff I want to get back to. I'm like, oh, here's another person I've never heard of who hasn't done anything awful or worked in the private sector taking money from people. <laughs> Thank God. Um, so this morning, uh, I, I, I'm telling you, like, I am, you could set your clock by me. I have a productive Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I start to wobble. And then at the end of the week, it's like, ah, I'm not going to the gym. But so this morning I couldn't get to the gym. Um, okay. I, I didn't, I didn't sleep well. I did, I did go before I, I, I went and walked for like 90 minutes, um, at the Planet Fitness around the corner from the gym. It wasn't a great workout, but it was something, which is uh-huh. a, a good mental health tip. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I, I, I got to open something up and if, if I can't work out my body, let me try to work out my mind. And I think I had prepped enough for the show and for us to do a podcast. So I just dove into my iBooks and, um, was looking through something. I was looking for something that I've read before, maybe wanted to read again or finish a chapter and something that I that I hadn't been into. Um, do you know who Malcolm Gladwell is? No. How would I know him if I did? He is eccentric looking. Um, is he in a movie in a show? No, he is. He is. He's an author. He's a, a thinker. Oh, yeah. He used to like write for the New York Times, I believe. He's written a bunch of books, and I grew out of reading. 
uh, his books or anything that he's put out because it was it was like oversimplified. Uh-huh. Um, and I've enjoyed the books, but I, I just look for more advanced things now. To give you an example, he's got this one book that's probably five or six years old called Goliath. And okay. it's all about how we look at competitive situations. Uh-huh. And like maybe the wrong team or person is the favorite. And the, the point of Goliath is... You know, Goliath was this big hulking dude, a little tiny David, and like Goliath should have pounded him. Obviously, that's not the way it worked because Goliath had, uh, because David had what amounted to a gun (laughs) with the slingshot. He just shot Goliath and he dropped. So it's like oversimplifications of those things. This other book, uh, his latest book, so far as I can remember, was called Talking to Strangers. And the idea is, and again, like, I got to a point where, and you're there too, we're like, this is decent prose, nice anecdotes and storytelling, but like, this is for lesser people than us. Like, if you yeah. really, if you want to get into, if you want to get into philosophy and psychology, like, this is a great gateway into larger thinking books. Uh-huh. Um, talking to strangers, it's, the, the premise is, we take all of our experiences and apply them to strangers. So, if... I meet, if, if I meet, a, you know, a woman, uh-huh. I immediately think she likes makeup, doesn't like sports, and hates getting hit on on the internet and all this other stuff. We apply, I know it sounds so simple and basic, but the the, the anecdotes that are included in these books are, are quite thoughtful. Um, it, it talked about how there were several political situations where... Um, highly decorated politicians took their experiences and applied them, applied them incorrectly to the wrong people and we yeah. wound up in a big mess. Yeah. Um, and, and that's Gladwell's thing. We're all about these, like picking apart these biases in our brains and how we've got to like get away from our, like let our instincts activate, but think through them. Like that uh-huh. summarizes all Gladwell's books. So, sorry, long story. I opened up the chapter today and it's about a woman named Sylvia Plath. I know that name. She's a poet. Yes. Was a poet. So I read the first paragraph and there's like three mentions of suicide. I'm like, this is not what I read in the rest of the book. So I'm wondering where this is going. And this this chapter was about how um, information was different, not necessarily people. Uh And um, so Sylvia Plath was a troubled woman, a troubled author. She ultimately... So I'm so sorry. Who's as it, you're, no, who's at the door? Nobody's at the door. Pete just that that's Pete's bark is so like loud. <laughs> he's a, he's a ways away at the door, and that's, that's how loud he was. That's a good bark. That's a good. Every time I consider like, do I need to like close my curtains or <laughs> leave a light on? Like the dog, the dogs, the dogs won't defend anything, but they will bark like crazy. And that can will, you can you imagine in the middle of the night when you're sleeping, and all of a sudden like this dude is like going at it. <laughs> <laughs> just barking, and then there's somebody at the back door. I would die off. I would poop myself. That happened not that long ago, and it was more early in the morning. Uh-huh. Not, but yeah. So, um, so Sylvia Plath. Yeah, Sylvia Plath is an author. An author who was very troubled. Uh, a lot of bad life shit happened. Her husband left her. She moved over to London sometime, I believe, in like the 1960s. I believe she killed herself with carbon monoxide poisoning. What do you mean, like, like turn the car on in the garage? Uh, No, the forerunner to that. 
So there was uh, the the way natural gas worked in London or the UK for a long time. It had all these chemicals in it and blah, blah, blah. But everybody had gas ovens. Uh-huh. So she was ready to die. And I guess all this was foreshadowed in everything that she wrote about. Like like a lot of creative people. And Malcolm yeah. Gladwell points out that like poets, more than many other um, creatives, have a, a much higher suicide rate than anybody else. So whatever. Uh-huh. So, But I'm glad you know who she is. And this uh-huh. was wild to me to, to read about. Um, I wonder, like, what the ovens looked like. So she put towels underneath the doors and everything like that and made sure nothing could get out. She opened up the oven and stuck her head in and killed herself with carbon monoxide poisoning. Like, was the heat on? I think so. So, like, it was hot. I don't know if she was, like, how big the oven was or what, but she was trying to kill herself with with carbon monoxide, and and she succeeded. Wow. Um, There is... So then in the 70s, the UK moved away from gas gas ovens that had all these chemicals. Right. And stunningly, the suicide rate dropped as well. Wow. Um, a lot of people, and I have always thought about this, and, and I, I've, th- this is where I think you would find it interesting. Um, when I first started talking with Jen with the Suicide Coalition, Jen included a line in the presentations where we're talking to kids is... Um, this wasn't what we were asked, but in case we were asked, parents say the more you talk about this stuff, the more likely it is is to happen. Um, maybe, but that kid or whoever was all, already thinking that, uh-huh. and if one kid out of 30 does go through with it, it's not because necessarily because we talked about it, and even uh-huh. if it is, that, that kid was in a troubled spot. Maybe there's... 15 other kids who were like, there are resources and we have saved them. So why did, why did the suicide rate in the UK go down? Now, Malcolm Gladwell sometimes has some very eccentric and iconoclastic ideas and they're up for, for debate and discussion, but it makes sense in when it applies to my life. So the suicide rate had gone down with the way ovens were made differently in the UK. So why didn't, people find other means to kill themselves. And apparently it's something called coupling. And I should have read about it a little bit more so I could explain it better. But here's how this directly applies to my life. Um, Everybody knows I've had hundreds, if not several thousand suicidal thoughts where I have wanted to be dead. And Mm -hmm. I always joke, I've seen enough law and order to know exactly, exactly where that femoral artery is Get a knife out, stab myself, and then I'm done in 10 minutes at most. Uh Um, Or hanging or something like that. But I've never done that. But what's one thing I've said no one should ever allow me to have? A gun. Yep. Um, Because my oven for the UK back then is a gun now. It's too... It's too immediate. And you know the statistics. Most men use firearms to kill themselves. Right. Maybe they all think like me. It's not something that it's dramatic. It's just the fact that I could be sitting there super drunk and go, 
this this sucks. And all I have to do is get something and pull it, and then I'm done. Like, it literally happens in fractions of seconds, as opposed to hanging or ODing on pills or, or stabbing myself. There is a chance that, you know, you could be saved or you could have second thoughts. Like, there is no second thought as soon as you pull that trigger. Like, I know some people have lived through blowing their brains out, but it's a very small amount. Um, there was another example they used, and you know uh, who's our who's the guy the, the guy that kept bailing on us? Kevin, what's his face? Kevin Hines. Kevin Hines, yeah. They referenced <laughs> the Golden Gate Bridge in uh, in in this chapter how how uh, they put the nets up and suicide rate, wait, rates went down. Obviously, like people knew that it was a way out, so they just jumped. They put some kind of protect netting up, and then, and then they did not resort to other means. There was something calling them to do it that way. And I think it's because it's you're attracted to it. Like, with that, you just, you know it. It's like you're trained. Hey, I'm depressed in San Francisco or near that. I can go do this, and I know it's a way out as opposed to, like, you're just educated about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do think with some other ways that this was not explored in this chapter, that there is a... A, a perverse and morbid romanticism with with certain things. There is, one hundred percent. Um, but it was very fascinating to hear about or read about the idea of coupling. That again, I have numerous ways of killing myself in my in, in places I've lived, but I've never resorted to them. But if I had a gun, the story might be different. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, that's. That's an interesting concept. I would not have, I don't know how you can, I don't know, I guess you can look at data. It's not, I I don't know if it's correlated with one another, but like how ovens changed and somehow the suicide rate went down. Is that a collection of data together or was that separate? (laughs) Like, you know, this year the ovens all changed. So 90% of the population has this new updated oven and also suicide rates have gone down within that year to where you can correlate the two to one another? It would seem yes. It mm. would seem yes. I, I, It's on my iPad. Let me see if I can pull this up um, on my phone here. And I wonder how, like, I don't know if this is a morbid conversation, but... It is! It's, how quickly does something like that happen? Like, like, do you sit there for 10 minutes or... I think with with in under twenty minutes you'll die in the garage, or, or you, wow. you you used to apparently the uh, for those for those trying to commit suicide in their garage apparently it's much more challenging. Thankfully, I guess with all the carbon monoxide and emission changes in vehicles over the years, like it doesn't happen as quickly as it was, and that was pointed out in this book. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. I, while you're while you're looking at that, I want to know what you I was Thomas and I have been talking about this for the last couple of days because we're just so shocked by it. Have you heard of free solo like free soloing? Yeah, the climbing. Oh, my gosh. But those I mean, people don't want to die. Right. But I, I, I don't know. Like, that's a good that. So we specifically we watched the movie um, regarding the gentleman, Alex Honold or Honolod, who is a free solo climber. And it is. I know you know what it is, but for folks listening, it is when you're rock climbing, but you don't have any um, ropes. Like you're yeah, not no gear. There's no gear. You're just free climbing. So you're climbing as as high as you want to go with just your hands and feet. And I'm not talking about like a hill. Like you're climbing up like a just a steep hill. You're climbing up like straight up, um, very high. 
this I don't understand. And I was like, we both were just kind of shocked. Like, do you not value your life? Do you not love your family? Because one, I mean, I also have had suicidal thoughts before. And my mom, like my family has always stopped me, if that makes any sense, from taking those thoughts to the next level. And so it's like, what is going on here? And they, we were watching the documentary. And so we were getting to know this person in the way that they were presenting him. And I was like, this guy's got some stuff going on. Like there's something here that he does not like just he doesn't value it's like you have you need that much adrenaline in your life <laughs> you know what i mean like what has happened i think it's like a a, a, a cost benefit analysis it's a, it's a risk analysis i'm willing to risk my life for this adrenaline high and uh i mean they don't all die a large for free soloing so he's a specific he's a free solo climber like not only but that's what he's known for so i I would say he's only in that category and the majority of them do die and they were talking about that in the documentary and they what they did do which is really interesting you should watch it if you're i know you don't love documentaries but they he went and had a brain an mri of his brain just his brain functioning and his amygdala like did not it was not firing so like he wasn't there, afraid he wasn't enthused by anything like there was nothing that would excite him or get some brain functioning in there like on anything ordinary that would normally your ordinary person would be excited for or get a feeling or an emotion from he was like dead in the brain like nothing that's fascinating (laughs) oh my gosh you guys Petey's amygdala works (laughs) and i think there's a dog outside barking there's a big bull mastiff like next door i think um he has also made such a lifestyle of these high adrenaline dangerous life-ending activities that that's the only thing that excites him anymore because right you know what I mean? Yeah. But I just, for for us, I'm like, you're trying to commit suicide. Like you clearly, you've established your personal life that you're not that attached to your mom. You love her, but you're not that attached. You've lost your dad. You fail at all relationships. Your only friends are climbers who understand you must not want to live. <laughs> like, wow. With the exception you know? of my dad and dogs, you just kind of described me. <laughs> well, I didn't, but... It, You'll have to watch it because we were I was also like something else is going on here. And the mental health professional in me was like my brain was firing a little bit. And then they confirmed it when he said most of my girlfriends thought I had personality disorders. And I said, hmm. And then he said his dad was had like was on the spectrum and like, hmm. Okay, this is this is interesting. It was such it's like a it's a documentary that's I want to say an hour and a half maybe on Disney Plus called Free Solo. So good. Yeah, it's super popular. Like it was a big thing a couple of years ago. And was I, it? I thought it was just a climbing thing. I didn't consider, and this is the first time hearing that it, there were mental health aspects to it. But yeah, this to was me a, there were. This was a big deal a couple of years ago. This is like one of these must watch. Really? Yeah, like this was up there. I wouldn't say. It wasn't so scandalous like Tiger King, but this is yeah. kind of this th- thing that like it made internet it made internet discussion all over the place. Joe Rogan made me do it, but um, I I know Thomas of course Thomas listens, so we were in the car together and they were talking about it. But um, for me, I said I correlated that. I, I was like, this is such a man thing to do. Like if you die you die doing this. You know what I mean? It's pretty violent. Like you're falling, 
hitting, like smashing your head against a bunch of rocks. It's just, we, and we know that men take more aggressive forms of um, suicide completion, unfortunately. So um, I, like that was my mental health mind was working the entire time. And it was just, it really, I was captivated by it. I really was. I'm kind of fascinated if I were to collect anything else and uh, I've kind of capped myself at Transformers with a couple other things, but I'm kind of fascinated by swords. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Uh, Do you have any? No. And they're expensive and I would want like, like super cool ones. But again, I would not, I would. Like, my friends shouldn't have to worry about that. Like, I'm not going to, like, do a Japanese ritual killing where I'm going to, like, stab myself in the stomach. I just want to, because they're super cool. Guns? No. Like, get me help right away. Um, But, yeah, it's fascinating. And I wish wish there was a way for me to transfer, like, digital books to other people. Maybe this book is on... uh, on the free library apps and you can read this chapter. Cause again, it's completely different from everything else. It's the data that's different, not the people. Um, mm-hmm. I found some numbers here. So for in the chapter in 1962, the year before Sylvia Plath took her own life, 5,600 people in England committed suicide of those 20, about 44% did exactly what she did. Stuck themselves in the oven. Um, Carbon carbon monoxide poisoning was by then the leading cause of lethal self-harm in the UK. Nothing else, not overdosing on pills or jumping off a bridge, came close. So I feel like, though, that also made... Now, I don't think I knew... I I knew the name Sylvia Plath, but I could not... I can't, like... um, I would not have thought that it was in the 60s. And now that I know that it was in the 60s, of what percentage of those individuals were women? Do we know? Uh, because that's in the kitchen. It's a household item. Um, you know what I mean? It's a it's a symbol of like what you're supposed to be doing as a woman, which is cooking and preparing. And um, a lot of people do things like that with symbolism, whether they know it or not. Um, and, it, and it's in the 60s. So you may not have the access, the, the accessibility to other things, or even know that my medication that I'm taking are also lethal. And if I would have took those all, you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then I would, then I would die from it. Some clarity here. And I just sent it to you and it's super small on my phone screen. So when, uh, when the, when the gas ovens went down, the gas suicides went down and here's part of Gladwell. So here's the question. Once the number one form of suicide in England became a physiological impossibility, did the people who wanted to kill themselves switch to other methods or did the people mm-hmm. who would have put their heads mm-hmm. in the ovens now not commit suicide at all? The assumption that people would simply switch to another method is called displacement. It yeah. assumes that when people think of doing something as serious as committing suicide, they're very hard to stop. Blocking one option isn't going to make a difference. But in a lot of cases, um, it does. And it goes on to talk about this, um, including... Uh, a non-suicidal way. They there was some kind of um, test in, in Minneapolis, or maybe it was in, in Brooklyn. They bounced back and forth between cities, but it was about prostitutions. There was a mm-hmm. prostitution test, and it said they had to tell these prostitutes that you can't. They put more police in the blocks where the prostitution was happening. 
they found out that most during this test, most of the prostitutes, instead of moving a couple of blocks away where there were still crime-ridden areas, they just stopped and found something else mm-hmm. because it was too hard to mm-hmm. change just a little bit. The change, if you did it, was simple. But thinking about it, again, me going from gun to hanging myself, very simple if I were to actually do it. But to think about it, a lot more challenging. This is, and this is the kind of stuff that I get into. So, yes. And I, I mean, maybe it's maybe I just have a hard time like, believing it, not to say that it's not true, but I'm like, did something else happen this year or did or were there just that many people coupling suicide with an oven? You know what I mean? And it, and it just and the change in the and the change in that then brought down the suicide rate. I, I know, like, I, I understand the data can tell a story. <laughs> Yeah, but you can debate his thing because nobody's ever going to have all, all the data. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether, but I mean, it, it's hard to. You're right. There could be other things, but the fact that gas suicides went down when the ovens changed. Yeah. Um, and you do want to correlate that to did suicides overall go down? But the fact that you took something away from people, mm-hmm. um, that that correlation, I think that that is correlation and causation or whichever one needs to be said there um because again i can directly apply that to my life like you've put a gun in my house the chances of me killing myself probably go up uh, like a good 10 or 15 percent and that's scary and that's and it could also and i think that this is this might be something important to say in this conversation because this is a pretty dark conversation and i think some folks who are wanting to end their life are just looking for one reason not to do it And if that means like you just don't have the oven or you don't have whatever you have um, thought in your mind was your plan or your idea and it's taken away from you. Therefore, I must not need to do this. Like, you know what I mean? That that's also possible because you don't you don't have to do it. You don't you don't have to do it. And you know that you say it in all of your talks like you don't have to end your life. There are other there things will get better. Things will change. They will. And, you know, more than any of that. Things might continue to suck. Things mm-hmm. might get worse, but mm-hmm. someone will miss you. Someone exactly. Someone will miss you, and it and it's life. Life is better with you in it than than with you out of it. That's for sure. Even the people who you believe, who you think you are a burden to them, what I always say is, you might be, but no burden like burying you. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. You know, call the suicide hotline, text HOPE seven four one seven four one. Lucas County Emotional Support Line, 419-442-0580. Um, another pressing issue, and I am really stopping myself from making an insensitive joke, and maybe we'll talk about that off the air. But uh, I, I, I saw this, and I thought, you can tell me what I was thinking. You can tell me what the Alex in my head thought. Okay. Yaya Abdul Mateen joins Jake Gyllenhaal in Michael Bay's Ambulance. Oh, really? Ooh, I don't know. I I, I love Yaya. <laughs> like I'm so excited. What was I thinking? I don't know. What were you thinking? Save some roles for some other black men. <laughs> no way. I feel like you know what that is. What you. <laughs> Have I ever told you what Thomas's phrase is when he says something like that? I'm going to use a derogatory term that I don't use regularly. When somebody is like getting a lot of attention or, or something, he's like, damn, save some pussy for the rest of us. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But anyway, um, no, I feel like there's lots of black men getting roles now. The gentleman from, I shame on me for not knowing his name, Lovecraft, who's now a Marvel. Jonathan Major? Yes, Jonathan Major. Um, I can't think of any other ones. Uh, oh, oh, uh, Glover. What's his name? Donald Danny Glover? Danny Glover. Danny nope. Glover. No. Donald, Childish Gambino. Ooh. He's Donald selective. Glover. Donald Glover. I think I lost you. I'm Hi. Here. Welcome Hi. back. Yeah. Um, um, Donald, the, Donald Glover? Yes, Donald Glover. Um, still haven't seen Tenet, though. Um, uh, James, what, what, James Washington? Yeah, he's great. Um, I have two more. David Ijala? Who does? Oh, he, yeah, from um, Get Out. Uh, Shit, maybe maybe. he's in the Star Trek show that I watched now, and I think he was in a CW show. Oh, I don't know. Hold on, I'll look him up real fast. What's uh, the guy? He was. He was, was. He plays. He was in Supergirl. Oh yeah, no, you'd I don't know him if you saw him. I think. And uh, who is the other dude? And all these dudes are like super built. Who's the guy who was in Invisible Man? Who was the guy that was in Invisible Man? I don't remember. Aldous Hodge. Uh, uh, I don't remember. I'm going to send you all these beautiful black men so you can get Please. yourself. You can get, you have other you things know, to I look at it. besides Philip. <laughs> Philip takes the cake, damn it. He does. Because <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> you don't see most of these dudes as naked as you see him. It's just not right. But I'm I'm here for it. Good, good, good. I love it. But they but they also I mean, I guess what is what is Yaya in now with Jake Gyllenhaal? It's a movie, Ambulance. Yeah, with Michael Bay. So that means everything's gonna blow up. So what's it about? Do you know the concept? I don't know. An ambulance. Mm. I, I don't know. I mean, Michael Bay. You don't go to Michael Bay's movies for plots. It's like, it's like I bet you. I'm gonna make a wild guess that this there's some sort of national disaster that's happening, and this ambulance goes against the wishes of the. Um, organization or of the state or the city and they go to save someone and the story is how they get there and how they get back from saving someone there you go i mean that's literally michael bay pitching the plot parts of his movie because other than that <laughs> it's other boom than boom that, boom blow yeah. up here blow up there it's explosion porn <laughs> and 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 whoever they whoever they save there might be some tr- attraction to one of the two right right um there is, uh, speaking of uh, black people, um, mm-hmm. there is one less name on that list, obviously. Oh. Um, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, yeah. His last film hits net- Netflix this week. Uh, I saw that with Viola. Yeah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And uh, it's going to be fascinating. So first of all, did you, you don't really watch football, right? Not really, no. So over the weekend on Sunday, Netflix was... So there were these trailers. You you know this George Clooney space movie that's coming out? I did see that, yeah. Another okay. one, huh? So, yeah, it's that time of year. Um, <laughs> there's always one fucking space movie. Um, they're, they're stuck and people die, but they, somehow they, they make it back. Um, it, it's a trailer. It rolls. There's this, the, the rating screen. And then it says Netflix. Every mm-hmm. Friday, new releases. So it's fascinating how they're trying trying to capitalize on that. Cause oh, are they doing something every Friday? Yeah, two weeks That's ago awesome. it was it was Mank, and last weekend it was Ava with Jessica Chastain. This weekend it's the uh, Viola Davis movie. Next weekend it's the George Clooney movie. So they're trying to do this. You don't need a theater to have new movies on Friday. So that's okay. I understand a lot more now that you said that. I did watch a new movie on HBO Max, though, this weekend, too, and it was boring with Meryl Streep. 
um, I wasn't like intrigued by Ava. And I'm curious that if they are trying to roll out movies at this rate, like at this volume and at this speed, is the quality going to come down? You know what Good I mean? Question. Like, how's, I... how's the quality? Because Ava was like, meh. Oh, you watched it. I, I, I started it. <laughs> and I, I want to say I got like a quarter of the way through, at least almost halfway. And I'm just, I was unenthused. I I'm not a John Malkovich fan. I don't dislike him. If he's be, if he's being a real dick, I like him. I'm not a Jessica Chastain fan, but I almost went in for Colin Farrell because I'm all about like forty and over Colin Farrell since he's on this next stage of his career. Uh, I see. Yeah, I don't know. This is that's going to be interesting then. So I will watch the Viola and the yeah, Chadwick Boseman film, but I'm going to be a little sad about it because I want to say wasn't this this was the last one he filmed then, right? Yeah, and it's going to be really weird to watch it through the spectrum of this dude might have just got out of chemo treatments. Right. I wonder that's I think everybody's going to be watching to see if there's any change in him. Like is he smaller? Did he does he look like he's lost a little more weight? I feel like he almost did. I saw the previews and I didn't know that this was a newer movie. Like I don't know why. I didn't know it was a newer movie. I thought maybe it was one of his older ones that is just coming to Netflix because it's a Chadwick movie, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so, I, yeah, it's Netflix that they as they build their their production company up. That's why they got rid of. So you're right, making these big enjoyable movies is is expensive. That's why I think they they were probably paying so much to have other shows on there. That's how mm-hmm. like they would let friends in the office go because they built their brand up with those. You come here and you can watch almost anything you've right. enjoyed. You've probably already seen it, but you want to watch it again and we're going to sprinkle in some original shows. Now that we're all hooked to Netflix, you know, the, the old drug dealer stuff, mm-hmm. um, they'll they've let all those things go and they're gonna try to go with, you know, some some original series and original movies. And so far, I've liked a lot of the stuff. I agree. Not to mention a lot of comedians are they doing a lot of them are just doing only Netflix because I yeah. feel like the attention from that. I don't I haven't seen a ton of HBO specials compared to Netflix specials. And it's not like they're no name comedians. It's like Dave Chappelle, you know, what I mean? Kevin Hart, like the bigger names of these um, comedians. Yeah, that's that's going to that's interesting. But I, I am concerned about the quality then, if especially since Ava is um i don't know viola davis i don't know if i love her in this role or not she just looks hot and greasy and i don't know if that's obviously i know that that's intended but um that's gonna be interesting however i am gonna lose my shit in less than two weeks because my favorite person in the entire world gal gadot and wonder woman i can't wait (laughs) Yeah, Christmas Day. There's reviews out already. Oh my God, I can't wait. We, I'm going to turn the soundbar on for that and have a whole some popcorn. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, to go back for a second, before Netflix hit this this target of doing all these prestige, high quality movies and big actors and big names, and, and before they could draw that, they had a lot of original content. And I kind of created this algorithm that like 98% of it sucked. Mm-hmm. Like for every House of Cards, every other show that was like a Netflix original or a movie was garbage. Like <laughs> C, like CW quality compared to AMC. Yes, and I know some I'm, people like C, CW stuff, but to me the production quality is there. But there was a lot of junk. So you know I don't like CW stuff. Like I always say, please don't send that show to the CW. But. 
There are a couple of Netflix shows that are CW quality that I actually love. One is Atypical and the other one was On My Block. And it's very like teenage, high school. Uh, the other one is Never Have I Ever. There's I could name like three that I was like, I actually thoroughly enjoyed this. And it might be the child in me that just needed the entertainment. <laughs> but I love it. And I feel like it is. It's a step up from CW quality, but it's still absolutely like in that category. I'm looking for a show that I just watched, um, or I tried to. It stars um, Stephen Amell's brother, Robbie. Who that? And uh, Stephen Amell is the, is the Arrow. Here oh. we go. I found it. Oh, it was on. So uh, Stephen Amell is is Arrow, uh, Green Arrow, and his brother is Robbie Amell. They do a lot of stuff together. Um, the, but there's an actress named Andy Allo. She was in mm -hmm. Chicago Fire briefly, and I love her. She's currently mm -hmm. climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, and I'm following along on Instagram. Oh my but, god! But uh, they did a show together. It was kind of like, uh, like it, 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 it seemed like an NBC sci-fi kind of thing. Like mm -hmm. it's NBC, like uh, if uh, what's the Superstore? If like Superstore was sci-fi, but it was. It, it's on Prime. It's called Upload, but it was too CW-ish for me. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't care how much I love her. We're done. Yeah. 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 We spun that hard from, uh, hey, don't kill yourself or don't stick your head in the oven. We did. We did. We also ended that conversation responsibly. I was comfortable with it. I like to think most of the things that I do are, are and say are responsible, and if not, I will. Uh, I <laughs> Absolutely. Will, I will. Uh, I will walk them back and, and and properly apologize. I'm getting brutalized on Facebook right now because I have shoes on the counter at home. Really? I'll have to go take a look. I have shoes on the counter all the time, but that's because my dogs will chew them. See, I could have just said that, and people would have let it alone. But they they were act. I. I They've actually been sitting there for months. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's quarantine shit. Like I ordered shoes, have never worn them, but I need to throw the boxes away. So the only thing they've touched is is cardboard box. So the only oh Pete's gonna bark. It's coming. Hey buddy. I don't. It's it's too early for Thomas to be home. I don't know why he's barking. Um, I only put stuff like that on the counter areas where I don't eat, like where food doesn't touch. So like. There's parts of my counter that that just don't get used unless I'm holding something there. And that's usually where I'll put my slippers or my shoes if I don't want the dog to get to them. Yeah, I, I've had some anxiety lately. Um, I've been coming to work. I'm like, did I close the fridge all the way? All the way? No. And now when I leave, I make sure that I close it all the way, which... Yeah, I'm, I'm letting my anxiety... But the dog ate a fucking pound of corned beef. I'm, let, me, let me have my anxiety. And survived. And sur <laughs> he does have a stomach of steel. A little baby. He does have a stomach of steel. Um, okay, well, this was nice. What do you have planned for the rest of your uh, day and evening? I'm going to um, check some more emails and set up my day for tomorrow, work-wise. And then I'm just going to try to dump my mind with either watching something or I don't know going on the internet I am ashamed to say I actually slightly enjoy TikTok now I don't make Ugh. TikTok videos but I do like watching some of them they're funny the internet the internet has done well I I've told you uh you, you've told me a lot of shows and I'm like eh and I usually it's it's usually not gonna happen am, am mm -hmm. I gonna feel that with Hannibal with you Yes, absolutely. Okay. I started Hannibal. I I might be a couple episodes in, 
And we started Hannibal because I had never seen the movies. And so we had watched all the movies over like a week's time. And then it was like, oh, cool, let's watch this show. And yeah, I also watched Selena. I binged Selena in one day. That was the new, was it a documentary or whatever? It was, it was a on show the, on okay. Netflix. Who yeah. Pl- who played her? Um, I can't tell you her name. She's in a lot of like CW style shows Ugh. and movies. Um, and she's, I think this is, she, they might be considering this like her breakout role. It was not a bad show. Like it wasn't the way that they ended the series also wasn't bad. Her, I was just really disappointed in the Tyler Perry-esque hair choices. Like it was like Selena never had hair like that. Like it was awful. I'm like, how dare you? Like you don't mess up the hair of minorities. Like Tyler Perry, you can Google it. Like he gets a lot of criticism for how bad the wigs are in his movies and in his shows and plays when it's like you have all this money, you can't like invest in a better wig. <laughs> I think I that's mean, supposed to, I know what you're talking Like, I think that stuff is supposed to look that budget though. Why? Uh, to emphasize the culture. I don't think so okay. because, and this is where I'm saying they got it wrong. Like the, in Selena, her hair was very, it was almost like the texture of mine in the show like my hair texture, but in real life, Selena had like very, like not thin hair. It was definitely thick, but it was more straight. Like it would, it was curly, but not to the level of my kind of curl. But the wig that they had for this girl, and I'm a black woman, I can say this. It was literally like cheap ass hair store, quick weave style, like very, an unnatural looking I'm like what is this and I I noticed I didn't even start to enjoy the series until they got rid of her wigs like at what closer at the end of the series they got rid of her wigs and the actress was wearing her natural hair that's what I'm like okay I'm into it but before I was like I can't this is awful like this is awful um <laughs> Christy Christian Serratos Serratos yes 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 um, yes I love her, and uh, maybe I'm not going to watch it now. But she was she had a really big role in The Walking Dead, um, and she was super hot in that show. If you bark, I'm going to lose my mind. In The Walking, she did. She was she was the the Spanish girl who always wore the the hat. Oh, was she? Yup, Rosita Espinosa. I don't remember that. I feel like she's too young to have that role in The Walking Dead. She's only 30. Um, oh, maybe. Okay, never mind. And uh, she's had some... She Let's see. Is it credit only? Looks like she had small roles in Twilight as well. She was in Twilight. I did know she was in Twilight. Um. Yeah, but she was a lot in, in The Walking Dead. Season 4, recurring. Th- yeah, I remember didn't, she had a relationship in that show with somebody who wasn't the best looking. And I always... Qu- criticize that but i'm like hey look it's the end of the world you, you don't have as many choices <laughs> that's true all right well watch something uh mind-numbing tonight and enjoy it i'll continue on with my very killery hannibal rampage yes yes you enjoy that all right bye bye